Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Hi, my name is Ken, and I'm an embarrassed and humiliated sports fan. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Pardon me if I come off as surly and bothered today. I, uh... I find myself humiliated and embarrassed, and, and I didn't do anything to put myself in this position except for the fact that I was raised and continue to be a Chicago White Sox fan. Now, you may be asking yourself, Ken, we're in West Palm Beach. I don't give a damn about the Chicago White Sox. Well, I'll tell you what, what I always say. You don't want to hear about something I'm talking about? Get your own radio show. Mm. Okay? Mm. You can go to Billy Bob's Gun Emporium talk show based out of Fort Pierce. I don't care. I'm starting talking about the Chicago White Sox, but more specifically, fights in baseball. Because usually, Theo Dorsey, fights in baseball consist of some staring... Some gesturing, some pointing, some hold me back, some dugouts clearing, Mm. then members of the bullpen running in, and then we disperse, and we continue playing baseball. Isn't that usually the way that baseball fights proceed? Definitely, and that's that's what you expect to see. That's what I thought I was going to see, and and you know other things sometimes transpire. Uh, By the way, um, Billy Bob's. Gun Emporium talk show. Uh, you can hear that uh, 11 a.m. every day on uh, uh, 101.9. The, uh, the, uh, the gun. The gun. The gun out of Fort <laughs> Pierce. Um, Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. He's someone that is, uh, he's got a big personality. Uh, shortstop, he's provided some very memorable moments over the last few seasons with the White Sox, whether it be bat flips, uh, whether it be uh, hitting walk-off home runs against the Yankees in Iowa in the, uh, the first-ever Field of Dreams game. He has been a core of that clubhouse that up until this past season has been a, a World Series favorite each of the last three years or so. Things haven't gone well for Tim Anderson this year. Things haven't gone well for the Chicago White Sox this year. Nearly 20 games under 500. They have gone full fire sale. And they continue to be an embarrassment at every turn. So that brings me to Saturday night in Cleveland. The White Sox and the Guardians. Jose Ramirez, youngster for the Cleveland Guardians, he hits a double into the right field corner. Okay? The throw comes in. Tim Anderson is uh, is covering second. Close play. Tim Anderson has Ramirez slide between his legs. Anderson applies a tag, and then the join starts, and there's finger pointing, and some, some, some pushing ensues. And, well, why don't we let Tom Hamilton on the Cleveland Guardians radio network take it from here. Here it comes. A swing and a smash to first by the diving bunt. Down the right field line. Kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second. Head first slide. Safe and in the score is Jimenez. And another hustle double. Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. And so you notice Tom Hamilton's down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. (laughs) So that defies with the typical timeline of a baseball fight uh, usually presents to the public, which, again, as we pointed out, is staring, pointing, 
join, hold me back. Everybody comes out, they talk a little bit, and then they go back to their dugouts and baseball playing continues. Mm -mm. Tim Anderson, after whatever exchange happened between him and Jose Ramirez, Tim Anderson of the White Sox, sort of like a hockey fight, drops his glove and squares up. Mm. Two fists in front of him, and honestly, the form was good. Oh, my goodness. Tim Anderson looking like he's he's thrown hands a bit in his day, which I'm sure he has. It's not natural for everybody to just be able to look as good as Tim Anderson did squaring up at second base there in Cleveland. Yeah. That, though, is very rare. That rarely happens in baseball, the actual square up. It rarely gets to I, that point. I've never seen. Yeah. I've never. Have you ever seen a baseball player just square up, no, straight up like that? Just throw up a set. It's very rare. <laughs> It's, Crazy. Uh, it, 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 I mean, the, the last time this happened was Roughnet Odor of the Rangers against Jose Batista of the Blue Jays in yeah. another second base fight, coincidentally, several years ago. Okay. But that one, did they, they didn't, it didn't feel like they really squared they up. They didn't really just started square up. They just started throwing. And yeah. Roughnet Odor caught Jose Batista in the jaw. Now, yeah. Jose Batista didn't go down, he took it. He clearly was dazed. He took it clean, but he didn't go down. Let's get to the down goes Anderson (laughs) part here. So Tim Anderson squares up like he's about to start throwing jabs. Mm. Like he's Terrence Crawford. Okay. And Jose Ramirez, he just gets to punch him. So Tim Anderson throws a couple of punches. Doesn't really connect. Maybe connects a little bit on the jaw with a jab. Couple right jabs. Why Tim Anderson is jabbing is beyond me. That's a setup punch. Uh, need to go for the haymaker. Problem is, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians went into this with, let's throw haymakers. <laughs> there was no jabbing. There was just, hey, he's not trying to set anything up other than, hey, let's get lucky. Mm. And sure enough, Jose Ramirez got lucky. And he comes with a roundhouse right hand hook. And he catches Tim Anderson. It wasn't quite the jaw, but it was the side of the head. It was the top of the jaw. It was near the orbital bone. Jose Ramirez has a big hand. Mm. And what happened? This was not through a a tripping and falling loss of balance scenario. Tim Anderson got knocked the bleep out. Mm. He was out on his feet. He stumbled backwards. And want to know how I know? He had his lights turned out. Is because the back of his head flat out hit the dirt. Mm. His body flat out hit the dirt. This was a not a, a roll down to the infield dirt. This was a splat down to the infield dirt. And then it woke him up. So he gets up as if, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> and that's when the problems really started. Because Tim Anderson couldn't walk anymore. Oh, my goodness. Tim Anderson was stumbling all over the place. Tried to go back at Jose Ramirez, and what happened? Fell over. Went buckled knees. It's the worst. It was an embarrassment. Here, here's my problem. It just compounds what has been a humiliating White Sox season. And I, I, I watch them from afar. I have great passion for the Chicago White Sox, passed on by my father, Greg. And they suck. I mean, they are a treacherous disaster. And so now... You've got 20 games over 500. You've got under. team that under 500. Yeah. You've got team that could for all intents and purposes finish last in the worst division in baseball. And now your face player gets knocked out in a baseball fight. I I can't show my face. Like I I can't show my face. It's tough for me. It's giving me great anxiety to even admit today that I'm a White Sox fan. And it's not that Tim Anderson got knocked out, which is embarrassing in and of itself in a baseball fight where punches are rarely thrown. Mm. It's that Tim Anderson squared up, looked badass doing it, and then got knocked out. I don't care how lucky the shot was, Theo. You can't square up in a fight, period, let alone a baseball fight. And then two seconds later... Be flat on your back. Terrible. You might as well just taken the groundskeeper's rake and stepped on it and taken the pole right to your face. It would have been equally as embarrassing for Tim Anderson to do that as it was to square up in front of 25,000 there in Cleveland and then get his ass knocked out two seconds later. Can I be the one person to defend Tim Anderson since uh, he didn't defend I'm, himself? All right, all right. Well, well, 
I, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about it's, this. It's the and, one. And also, he did defend himself <laughs> on the X app. Okay, he did. He got. We'll to get it later. to that in a second because yeah. that's talking, even more embarrassing. He's talking about in the moment, he didn't. He didn't really get a chance to defend himself um, there, uh, or at least his jaw. I think, at least in his defense, because and is it Jose or Jose or Jose? Because I've I've been hearing both. Jose Ramirez. I, Josie, I think I think I've been that he's a lot affectionately called Jose. Jose, Jose, yes, Jose. Personal preference. Okay, cool. I'll just say Ramirez. Um, I'll call him whatever he wants. After that, (laughs) no problems. But to be fair, it was by the time that he took that shot, I think Tim Anderson thought the fight was slowing down. I think he thought they were going to be pulled apart because Josie was getting like held at that point. Tim started to kind of get held. He was being held and still connected on that haymaker. So, so. If you're Tim, you're thinking, oh, this thing's almost done. You could first off, Tim didn't really, really want to fight. He's throwing those little weak jabs. Uh, he really just God. wanted to look tough. So Scrap. He's th- he threw a couple right jabs and he's and he's just kind of dancing with him a little bit. And as Ramirez is getting held back and, and and pulled away from the fight, he is ducked. He's looking down when he throws this this haymaker and he connects with him. So for Tim's defense, since he didn't have any out there on the diamond, I think he thought the fight was over. I think he thought he was macho man. He showed everybody he could square up, and that was all he had to That's do. That's even more embarrassing, though, because if you're gonna if you're gonna trigger it, you got to finish the job. You got to finish it. He, he didn't. I, I really. I don't feel like he really wanted it. Because if I wanted it, I'm throwing haymakers early. Because you know those kind of fights get shut down quick. Why I are you mean, jabbing? The way up, like if anybody who's listening right now knows anything about the Montgomery Riverboat brawl this past weekend, <laughs> yes, okay, that's, that's uh, just fight. understand. Just understand, you got about a you got a bunch of uh, white stuffy folks on their pontoon yes. who are asked to move because the riverboat needs to come in, uh, and they don't move, so the riverboat captain. Uh, decides, hey, I'm going to roll down there and make sure these white stuffy people have their pontoon moved. I'm going to untie the boat. Uh, the white stuffy people didn't like it. They started throwing hands. They, they couldn't in. finish the job. They couldn't finish the job because sure enough, uh, the riverboat people are coming out, smashing chairs over their huds and finishing the job. They cleared the dugouts. They cleared the dugouts per se. Right. right. What would you call that? They cleared the docks? They cleared, they, they cleared <laughs> the boat. They cleared the deck. Yeah. They cleared the Did you see the, the one galley? The one guy swam over from Oh yeah, they, they had a I mean the, the riverboat contingent. Oh my uh, goodness. I, I I suppose there was a racial element to this. Yes. The black contingent versus the white contingent. It the was. black contingent had support coming from across the river yes. to swim over and be involved in the fight, okay? That's that's finishing the job. Oof. What Tim Anderson did was not finishing the job. It was trying to look good, trying to send a message, but not really willing to finish the job. Mm-mm-mm. And it's embarrassing. I, it is. It is embarrassing. I am embarrassed by Tim Anderson, and I am embarrassed by the Chicago White Sox. And in a season full of embarrassments with the nearly twenty under five hundred Chicago White Sox, this is the exclamation mark. I mean, this is the peak. When's the last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan? And what did your team or athlete do to cause it? When's the last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan? What did your team and or athlete do? To cause it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. So not only do you get knocked out at second base. Mm-mm. Also, this dude, Tim Anderson, who then ultimately was carried off the field by a teammate. <laughs> because he couldn't walk. But he, was, he kept trying to act tough, like he was ready to go back out there and yeah. restart the fight. No. But he couldn't walk. He, nope. he had no... He had no um, uh, his equilibrium was his off. His equilibrium so, was done. I would say baseball might be the worst field or the worst sport to lose a fight in because if you lose it right in the middle at second base, like... They're not getting you off the field that quickly, you know no. what I'm saying? Like, so we're watching the whole process. You if got it goes basketball, like, right? right. You we got can rush like, it to the locker room exactly. But you got like 190 feet to cover to either dugout yeah. when you're standing there at second base. In football, you can just rush them to the sideline. You got some coverage. In baseball, it's just wide open green acres. It was ugly. And also, nobody ever gets knocked out or connected on <laughs> yeah. in a baseball fight. How is it possible that my franchise, the Chicago White Sox? are the subject now of the two most embarrassing baseball brawl outcomes of all time. Because there's not only Tim Anderson getting knocked out, Mm. flat out knocked out, lights turned out in a baseball brawl. There was also, back in my childhood, Robin Ventura 
getting skull punched over and over and over again as Nolan Ryan has him in a headlock, oh a fight goodness. that's so prominent that even today, and that was 20-something years ago, it's still the benchmark for getting embarrassed in a baseball fight. Only the White Sox could match the White Sox in terms of embarrassing outcome in a baseball fight where nobody ever gets hurt. That's what did it for me. <laughs> Obviously, you see the fight Saturday, and my mind immediately goes to, oh, hell yeah. Ken is out of his mind right now. Like my, my week is made. Is I can't wait to see him on Monday. Like That's all I did. I felt bad for Tim, but then I felt happy because this was Ken's team. Like This was just the moment that I needed and that I knew was going to make the entire week. That was my favorite part. Like, how is it possible that the most urban baseball team that's ever existed, uh, the Chicago White Sox, they have more street cred than any team in baseball. South yes, side of Chicago. Yes. All that swag, all that style. Best dressed team in the Ooh. league, no matter the season. They're the ones that lose the hell out of their baseball fights all the time. <laughs> Them kits are nice, man. The White Sox, I wanted a Tim Anderson jersey. Like, a year or two ago, I was like, I'm going to get a Tim Anderson jersey. The black one, I wanted it. I what are people doing with those jerseys now moving forward? <laughs> like, I bet I could get one on clearance. They, they halted all sales. Ah. There's no way you could rock a Tim Anderson jersey in public right now. The last time you felt truly embarrassed <laughs> as a fan, what did your team or athlete do to cause it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Because then he gets on social media after his head clears. Oh. Or maybe he's still concussed. I don't know. But then he went on a, 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 a Twitter slash X diatribe. And I, I can't even begin to, to decipher any of this stuff. Like, there's really no, it's not directed at anybody. I don't know. This is, this is all in a line. This was compiled by Stone. This was over, what, like a 25-minute span? Literally. Okay. Here we go. Tim Anderson on X. At Tim Anderson 7, if you're scoring at home. You know, and, and this was yesterday. This was yesterday. You know, all this happening for a reason, dot, dot, dot. We stay in focus with this bleep, dot, dot, dot. Been going through this bleep for a min, dot, dot, dot. Keep kicking on me while I'm down, dot, dot. A lot of MF been switching up too, dot, dot. Hashtag fake bleep. Y'all got me bleeped up for real, for real, FR, FR, dot, dot. Hope you're picking up what I'm putting down too, dot, dot. Oh, my God. The picture bigger. Dot, dot, dot. What does it mean? Bro, you just got knocked out. Eight you tweets. just got knocked out. Yeah. Eight tweets, you got knocked out. Just go see a therapist. Yeah. Like something. I know something's going on. He should Don't see do one of that. his families. It's making it worse. Talk to one of his, uh, one of his situations he has there. Just get calmed down. I mean, come on. I, I, I don't understand the first, the first one where he says, you know all this happening for a reason. Dot, dot, dot. Because my thing is, well, well, was the reason because you squared up with him? Yeah, that's the reason. You squared this, up with the wrong guy. You got knocked out for a reason because you squared up. And as oh. Theo pointed out, you thought the fight was done. Then you got caught. Oof. So I'm, I'm humiliated. And it, it honestly, between that and U.S. women's soccer yesterday, my weekend sucked. I, the whole thing sucked. Love my family. Love being around them this weekend. But could it be any, any hotter out to mow the lawn? I mean, Jesus God, dude. I mean, it's the worst. But uh, this, there was just a pall cast over me after Saturday night. Tim Anderson ruined my weekend. I'm embarrassed and humiliated. Theo, when, when have you been embarrassed, humiliated, didn't want to show your face, didn't want to admit you were a fan of said team, said person after they, they did you wrong, like Tim Anderson humiliated me, the White Sox humiliated me Saturday night? This was, I mean, as soon as you text us this morning with that, with that uh, prompt, if you will, I knew immediately exactly what I was going to go to because it happened about a year ago today. In fact, July 6th, 2022, hmm. um, when we got the news that the Carolina Panthers were making the executive decision to trade a conditional fifth-round pick for none other than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> um, I was embarrassed. That was back in your Panthers days. Back when I was a Carolina Panthers fan. That was actually my last day of fandom. Um, I was embarrassed. I was. I felt betrayed. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that my guy Robbie Anderson, or chosen as he goes by now, had already shut the situation down months ago. <laughs> I said live on these airwaves just a few months ago before that that if the Panthers, after trotting out P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold and a washed-up Cam Newton, 
if the Panthers actually went forward with making Baker Mayfield our next franchise quarterback, then I would no longer be part of that organization. And on July 6th, 2022, Dave Tepper, Scott Fitterer, and their infinite genius, they made the final decision, the last straw to, to renounce me from my Panthers fandom. So um, embarrassment isn't even the word. I think I need a stronger word than embarrassed um, because I actually – this is what got me off the train. And, um, but also, in, in hindsight, I mean, I'm very thankful as a Kansas City Chiefs fan with one Super Bowl to my name and a Patrick Mahomes under center. It's a great feeling. But it started with that great embarrassment that the Panthers gave me. Baker Mayfield, who, by the way, uh, according to reports, struggling with interceptions <laughs> in Buccaneers training camp. What? Yeah. Wait, Baker Mayfield uh-huh. is struggling with interceptions? Struggling with interceptions. Like the and concept of them or throwing them? No, throwing them. Because I thought Maybe he, both. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Could was, be both. He's like, wait, are these good? <laughs> I completed it. <laughs> it was reported that there was nine combined between him and Kyle Trask, oh, I believe, yesterday. My. So, uh, Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Good stuff for the Bucs. Furrow, though. If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how, how do you get like who name some who's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, even the defensive guys? Like, you could throw you, it up fifty feet in the air and just pray, and that would keep you from from nine interceptions combined. This is true, but how do you get these guys to show up to work and actually try hard when when you're telling them, hey, your starting quarterback's going to be Baker Mayfield or, or Kyle Trask? Like, wh- why? What? What would compel you, offensive lineman Ali Marpet? To get in the trenches day after day in training camp and hit heads with people and give yourself all these concussions knowing that you have no shot at winning football games. That's such an uninspiring team. It's a great I question. I thought the Panthers were idiots, and then the Buccaneers were like, well, watch this. Yeah. It's the same division, too. The Bucs played Baker Mayfield twice just a year ago. This is stupid. <laughs> this is really this is ridiculous. The, the last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan, what did your team or athlete do to cause it? Uh, me, Tim Anderson squaring up, then getting knocked out. White Sox Guardians brawl on Saturday night. For Theo, the Panthers signing Baker Mayfield. Trading for him. Not just Trading signing him. Trading for him. Right? Giving him a free value market. for him. Yeah. Right. They were <laughs> like, here's a pick. Yeah, that's Give a good us point. that guy. That's actually a really good point. There's picking him up <laughs> off the scrap heap, and then there's trading for him, uh, something of value for him. The last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan, what did your team or athlete do to cause it? 888-760-3776. 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six. It, it's so much so that you don't want to, you don't want to watch, you don't want to acknowledge that you're a fan of the team, you don't want to have discussions about the team. Uh, it's just it, now. Now John messages in. I've been embarrassed by every Tua debacle, from the Fitzpatrick uh, bull bleepery to the incompetence on concussion management. Tua. And the way the Dolphins have handled him in every sense has been an embarrassment. Yeah, I, I believe that. The Dolphins actually have been a source, I think, of a, a lot of embarrassment. Oh, my goodness. Over the years, there has been a lot. Uh, now, I don't know if I was so much embarrassed by the concussion stuff. Again, the dude said back injury. He got treated for a back injury. Okay. He came out. He <laughs> threw a strike to Jalen Waddell against the Bills. you got to be With the sun me. beating down. And then the next week... The next week against Cincinnati That's is when, when the concussion came. Okay, right. yeah, because that wasn't a concussion when he was, like, shaking the cobwebs yeah. off and his head yeah. had hit the ground yeah. when he got thrown to – but it was, it was his back. It was his back. Do you mean shaking the cobwebs off? Do you mean when he fell to a knee and had to be yeah. off the field? <laughs> that one? That's that, what we're talking about? I'm talking about that one. That was the back injury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure because next time my back hurts, I need to know how to react. Right. I need to know how to, like, respond to it, and I need to – okay. Well, you never know. Back pain, back pain, it, it causes you to look like – Sometimes you have concussion. One hundred percent. It shoots up your spine. You've had back issues, yeah. shoulder issues. Okay. No yeah. Uh, James messages in 2016 FSU at Louisville and the Lamar Jackson show that absolutely humiliated my Knowles. It was utter humiliation. Wow. I remember that game. That oh, yeah. game was over in about seven minutes. Yeah. And nine million Lamar Jackson rushing yards. <laughs> that was. Oof, well, he's that humbling. He had his way with them. Yes, yes, in every sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a he had a couple college outings like that. I never thought about it that way. A performance against your team that embarrassed you. That's uh, because I could. There's there's countless ones you can think of then where, where you just can't stop. Them. Yeah. Oof. You just can't stop. Oof. Them. Now I'm curious. Stone isn't necessarily aligned with a team a lot. It's more an athlete, more a player. 
Stone, when have you been embarrassed, humiliated? No, I didn't choose Aaron Rodgers on purpose. Uh, I just do think this is my answer, and I think it's week 18 of last season when Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers actually have a chance to get into the playoffs. I think I made more handshake bets than I probably have in my— Because you got cocky. High, oh, yeah. You oh, got confident. That's an understatement. Yeah. Like, cocky's an understatement. Like, I, Come on, Aaron Rodgers with a game at home against Jared Goff to get into the playoffs? You're telling me that you guys are willing to take these bets? Okay, I'll take you. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll take you. And we're all going to watch the game together, all right? Oh, no. And then the game comes. And oh, so wait, you invited friends. Oh, it was a big the, outing. The crowning of the Packers playoff achievement. It was a big outing. I mean, you're going to tell me Aaron Rodgers on a down year has a chance at home to get in the playoffs uh, against Dan God. Campbell and his squad? Let's uh-huh. go. Sign me up. Like I said, you, 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 let's all shake hands and let's all drink and watch this game together. It's going to be awesome. I get to rub it in all your faces. And he throws an interception pretty early. He ends uh, the game 17 or 27. 200 yards, and they lose, and he gets bounced. And at that moment, there was not much I could do as far as what I could say to people. I knew that Aaron Rodgers was expired at that point, his time in Green Bay. It was just a really bad night slash weekend, and it carried over for the entire offseason. But week 18 against the Lions in Lambeau, pretty embarrassed, actually. Nothing that I could do to make myself feel any better. Nothing I could say. Now, it's funny. It was embarrassing for Stone. I celebrated that. Oh, yeah. That was- I mean, in a big way. And I'm trying to decide if I celebrated it because Aaron Rodgers is endlessly annoying or Stone is endlessly annoying with his Aaron Rodgers fandom. It's a little bit of both. It's like two-pronged. It's two-pronged. And then also that, that one part of it that just makes it that much sweeter, it was not just the Detroit Lions. It was the Dan Campbell coach Detroit Lions who also did have nothing to play for. Nothing. So you know they did it out of pettiness. Except like, just sending a message, going to Lambeau and spoiling ooh. those people's uh, those people's uh, January. And that had to feel to them better than maybe anything has felt in the past decade. That's one of the biggest wins in Lions football history. It's crazy, right? Like yeah, That poverty franchise. For sure. That is literally one of the biggest wins outside of uh, maybe Jared Goff actually working out as a starting quarterback for them. Like Because that was incre- impressive, too. We thought... Golf was was uh was the next um, Josh Rosen. I would argue that that could be though, you know when when the Marlins won the World Series in two thousand and three with Laurie and Sampson as the owners of the team that set up the team to fail. Then from that point forward, like yeah. that was the top of the mountain. But then they thought that what they were doing was competent, and then they ran that franchise into the ground. It betrayed the t- uh, trust of baseball fans all over South Florida who were already hanging by a thread. Now, you're married to Jared Goff if you're the Lions. That's tough. Uh, you, you played competently with Jared Goff, and so now there's this expectation that Jared Goff is probably something that he's not, and I have the feeling that there's good vibes right now around the Lions. That's going to come back to hurt them right around, oh, I don't know, week 10, week 11, week 12. Didn't they get, uh, what's Cat's Kat, name from Tennessee? Quarterback. I thought they got him as a backup out of the draft. Um, I do not think so. Oh, uh, if, if you're talking about Malik, if you're talking about No, Quinn out of Levis, Tennessee. I don't know why I can't, his name. Oh yes, me. no, he's absolutely there. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, I don't. It's it, just crazy, right? It's a tough spot for us to be drawn. Tough a blank. spot to not have his because name. Hendon Hooker. Hendon yeah, Hooker. Hendon that's Hooker. crazy. But he's like 29 years old. So, so maybe is golf younger than him? Like that could also be looked up as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is. I don't. Close. Think I, he's, I don't think he is. It's got to be close. I, it, <laughs> I, you're right. Hendon Hooker is like he's like social 26. Security right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan. What did your team or athlete do to cause it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On the socials, at KLV1063. Kevin messages that Dolphins courting a quarterback illegally, getting caught, having their head coach be the whistleblower, and filing wrongful termination case against the team, losing a first-round pick, all while not getting the quarterback we did for all of it. <laughs> yep. Well, that about sums it up. It's well said. That's pretty embarrassing. I... I, I will tell you, the number of times that I've seen since that happened, Stephen Ross walking outside this Phillips Point Tower building yeah. in downtown West Palm, because he owns this building, and the restraint, the restraint it takes for me to not call out our front door and admonish him for losing the Dolphins' remaining first-round pick mm. this past offseason over joking, what he said, joking around about tanking, it drives me crazy. I, it, it boils my insides. I just want to confront him so badly about that. And it's a first round. This isn't like an NBA contender uh, that loses a first round pick. You lose a first round pick in the NFL, it doesn't matter where you're picking at. That is like extra valuable. That's, it, that was a terrible. It was supposed to be the Dolphins' cushion Yeah. if Tua wasn't the right guy. Yet we're going into another season where is Tua the guy and you didn't hand the first round pick to get the insurance policy. Mm mm mm. 
<laughs> When's the last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan? What did your team or athlete do to cause it? We'll get to your calls. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Talking humiliation, embarrassment that your team has caused you. White Sox, Tim Anderson, he got knocked out in a baseball fight. After squaring up, mm. he got knocked out in a baseball fight. It's not like he got hit with the ball and got knocked out. No, he squared up and then got punched to a point where he was unconscious for a split second on the ground and then couldn't walk after. <sighs> you experiencing foot and ankle pain, need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who regarded as leaders in their specialty, visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. We got calls. We got social media. We're loaded up. Last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan, what did your team or athlete do to cause it? 888-760-3776. All of ours are within the past year. That says a lot about us, I think. Yes. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. He squared up. He dropped his glove like a hockey fight, like he was an enforcer. And then he got knocked out. On a baseball diamond. I mean, who loses a baseball fight? And, and, and Roughnet Odor of the Rangers clocked Jose Batista with the cleanest hook you're ever going to find in a baseball fight. But did Jose Batista get knocked out? No. No, he he did not. He got knocked out after squaring up. I mean, that's something if you do it in a back alley, your boys are going to give you bleep for it. Oh, yeah. For years. Maybe he never stopped doing it. And he did it in a Major League Baseball game. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, that's the quickest way to be disparaged for the rest of your your life. Certainly cur- your career. Yeah. If you're Tim Anderson. It happens so quick for him. Yeah. Too. And and, That's and the problem. Jose Ramirez after the game, like he's the one through his talking, his yapping, actually did start it. Tim Anderson escalated in a big way, again dropping his glove like yeah. a hockey player yeah. and squaring up at Jose Ramirez. Oh, he, uh, he disrespects the game and he was complaining about hard tags or whatever. All right. If the, if the fight wouldn't have happened, if the squaring up wouldn't have happened, I think we could have a conversation about disrespecting the game, what that means from Jose Ramirez, because I have some theories. Jose Ramirez, Tim Anderson disrespecting the game, what he means by that. Mm. We can't even have that conversation. Nah. Because Tim Anderson got his ass knocked out. Well, Tim certainly can't have that conversation. He's still trying to get his jaw restructured. <laughs> After Maybe going to go on to X and give me a dot 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 <laughs> message. He's in concussion protocol. Like he has based to based on these tweets, he like, has to be. No, but like actually, he actually like he should be on the injured list he in is. concussion protocol. Is he? Yes. Yes. He's. Oh, that's embarrassing. He should have also like just said he had an elbow ache or something and got on there for that because if if somebody sends you into concussion protocol on a baseball field on a baseball and it's not field, a pitch. Oh my goodness! You'll never you'll never live that down. And he's uh, a young man. Uh, Roy is in Boynton on Ken LeVick Alive. What's going on, Roy? Hi, Ken. Hey, Theo. Hey, Stone. How you guys doing today? Good, brother. Right. Listen, uh, you know, I feel your pain, Ken, but I think, you know, for a real embarrassment, you got to get a couple of decades under your belt to still remember it. And I took you back to 78 last week. <laughs> you did. I don't remember a, uh, a Giants quarterback named Jersey Joe Pisarczyk. Okay. And with seconds to go, the Giants at home beating the Eagles 19-13. to Pasarczyk with two seconds to go uh, rather than taking uh, a knee uh-huh. does the handoff to Zonka, who ended up on the Giants, who fumbled it, returned by Herm 
Yep. Edwards. Yep. Eagles win. It is. As a Giant fan, <laughs> you would love to have Giant fan pain, I'm sure. And that one, the Eagles fans have that on us forever. Yep. Yep. Uh, that is the worst example in NFL history of bleeding the clock for a win. That. Joe Pisarczyk. It's funny. It's dated. It was before I was born, but I knew exactly what he was talking about. Because Joe Pisarczyk is the poster boy, and Herm Edwards was involved. Yeah. Joe Pisarczyk is the poster boy for failed end-of-game bleeding clock protecting the scoreboard. Now, you wouldn't remember it, obviously, but what did he say after the game? Or what did he say? Like, I'm so curious to know. I don't know. What was the call? What were you thinking? Why did you do that? <laughs> What's going on uh, here? I don't know. I don't know. November 19th, 1978. The miracle of the Meadowlands. Boy, that's good. Uh, in West Palm, it's Mike on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, brother? I'll tell you, my, I was a big-time Heat fan, still a Heat fan. Okay. And when Pat Riley allowed Dwayne Wade to leave the Heat, the greatest Heat ever, yep. uh, I was embarrassed. Yep. I was sad and embarrassed. When, when Dwayne Wade left and went to Chicago and his skills were eroding, he needed to be right at home where he can get the love and attention that he deserved. True. And I think that relationship never, <laughs> ever came back. Never, ever came back. No. And, and, so and it came back to play for it, Luckily, it came back. <laughs> luckily, it was repaired enough for him to come back. Luckily. But, yeah, that was a, a black mark on the organization. That and giving the max to Hassan Whiteside. Those are the two worst Pat Riley oh moves of the gosh. last decade. And appreciate the call. <laughs> those are the those are the two darkest moments, and the Hassan Whiteside deal was kind of tied to the Dwayne Wade uh-huh. decision as well. So that it, that is just literally the worst. Uh, hopefully they've learned from that going forward here, and it seems like they did as as they let Max Struess walk and, and guys walk this offseason. So. Uh, if I were a Trailblazers fan, speaking of the Heat, if I were a Trailblazers fan, I would be so humiliated, so embarrassed by Joe Cronin. Oh, I mean that guy is truly an embarrassment. An embarrassment. And, and and the longer this goes with Dame not being traded to the Heat, this is not a Joe Cronin standard is ground. This is more of a, oh, my God, Joe Cronin is absolutely burying this franchise. Like this up. franchise, that Blazers franchise, it's going to take them decades to recover from the goodwill damage Cronin is doing. Nobody's going to want to sign a second contract there. Nobody's going to want to go there as a free agent. Agents are going to try and make sure the Blazers don't draft their player. Yeah. This is a problem. This is a significant, massive pro, uh, problem that Joe Cronin is putting the Trailblazers organization in. And I will say, people are going to sign that second contract because everybody signs the second contract, but they're going to ask for a trade out early and probably go through another yeah, situation like this. Yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah. And, but the bigger point is agents are definitely going to try and hold their players from working out with the, with the Blazers. Uh, they're not going to be in free agency, uh, at least eyeing going there. And I'm not talking about the big names. Of course, they're not going to Portland, but the guys that are mid-tier guys, like, I mean, Joe Cronin is tanking the franchise a bit here. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, Daniel messages Ben Simmons' final playoff game with the 76ers. <laughs> it's such a good one. He's never he's never been a thing again. Oh, my God. Ben Simmons has never been a thing again. Being scared to... To go up for a layup and then oh. against Trey Young? Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, that was rough. Let's see. JP and Marcus both say Urban Meyer, Jaguars fans. Just, I, I will say, like. Just Urban Meyer. The Urban Meyer young blonde grinding on him at his restaurant incident after a Thursday game. Oh. Like, not going back with the team so that a young blonde could grind on, on, on old Herb is the single cringiest yet funniest thing that's ever happened in sports in the last 20 years of my life. Like I could talk about that every day. I could relive it every day. I'll always know how I felt when I first saw the photos of Urban Meyer getting grinded on after his lowly football team lost on a Thursday night. And so what did he do? Went to Columbus for a family outing, which resulted on him sitting at his restaurant getting grinded on by a blonde. Yeah. That's as good as it gets. I mean, that, that is absolute sports entertainment at its finest. Forget SummerSlam this past weekend, WWE SummerSlam. Sports entertainment was that with Herb and the girl. He did give us one year of just pure entertainment. He is going to be a chapter in the Trevor Lawrence book when we talk about his career. Like, remember when he actually started his 
career under Urban Meyer and it was just a disaster. Like I, uh, I do appreciate Urban Meyer for that year. It's just, and then to, for him to go back, to have to go back to Jacksonville. Yeah. And he's like walking into team meetings oh and apologizing and the players are like laughing at him. Oh, that is, that is good, good, good stuff. Uh, Robbie messages in Joe judge and the giants offensive line coach at the time, getting in a fist fight and in turn judge fired the O line coach for knocking him out. I didn't even hear this Joe judge story. There were so many Joe judge incidents. <laughs> I didn't know he got knocked out by his O line coach. Uh, I don't think he got knocked out. I think he got punched in the face oh, okay. by his offensive line coach, but I'm not sure he had the full Jose Ramirez, Tim Anderson experience, that's at thing. least in my recollection. Yeah, that's and, a, and I really respect practice fights, so I wouldn't use the word embarrassing there. Like, did you ever get in a practice fight? I mean, not personally, but I've been a part of or watched a lot of them go down, and it's never been embarrassing. Yeah, he's I, the quarterback. You think they're, they're? You can't fight the quarterback. Yeah, I'm wearing a different color jersey. They're like, not I'm players. The, they're quarterbacks. Like you'd get knocked out for touching, no matter how yeah. bad the quarterback was. Like if you put hands on him, I mean, you're getting hit by somebody. Uh, Unless you're Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Ryan messages, the Dolphins hazy news cycle. It was just the dumbest era with the dumbest coach and Joe Philbin. Even the committee solution thing was embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, the whole hazing was, it went from sympathy for Jonathan Martin to uh, uh, Jonathan Martin at some point probably needs to at least make some sort of effort to try and rectify everything to Joe Philbin being the least capable leader of anything that could come out of an NFL situation like that with hazing. Richie Incognito was just a ham-handed meatball. Like, all of it. It was just the worst. That entire time was the worst. What's up with the Dolphins? Because I didn't even... The more I think about it... They're a lightning rod for dumbassery. And then then they have the... Were they the ones that had the coach that was, like, doing the drugs on camera? Yes. And then they drafted Laramie Tunsil, technically, which, I mean, that wasn't that crazy. Yeah, it was was cocaine. Cocaine. By the way. Which coach was that? Uh, His stripper stripper girlfriend uh, had had video of him snorting cocaine. Right. And then leaked it because she was upset with him. Oof. You also had your favorite coach, Mr. Fail Forward Fast, that era of the Cam Dolphins. Cameron. Pretty embarrassing. Cam Cameron. You know what we should do when we come back? We should find uh, the audio of after Ted Ginn was drafted and everybody booing him mercilessly mm. at the Miami Dolphins draft party. Joe Philbin uh, or uh, Cam Cameron telling everybody to uh, turn their thumbs this direction from down to up because it was a good thing that Ted Ginn and his family were drafted by the Miami Dolphins. I hate myself. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. All right. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. It can't be a show about sports embarrassment without the Dolphins version of Cam Cameron. Will we relive all of the greatness of 2007? We laugh to keep us from crying in just a moment. But let me tell you about something good. Something that's going to make your life easier, stress-free, better, able to pamper yourself. Well, they pamper you. You just got to get your backside on the train. Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. Let's see. What is the date today? Today is August 7th. August 7th, 27, 25 days away from service starting to Orlando. 9-1, September 1st. Take the bright line to Orlando in style, stress-free, not having to worry about 95, not having to worry about the turnpike, not have to worry about a rest stop, Yeehaw Junction, all that crap. No, you skip all that. Get yourself to Orlando for the airport, the parks. Water slides, those swans at that park, they're big and scary in Orlando. But if you love swans, Brightline, go Brightline.com, free Brightline app. Don't forget the goal getter train. I I, I mean, Inter Miami is must see now. Lionel Messi is the best. Uh, So if you're if you're headed to see Lionel Messi, going to see Inter Miami, take the Brightline to Fort Lauderdale rideshare. With the goal-getter train to drive Pink Stadium. Going to see the Marlins. That's right. Home runner train. Lone Depot Park. Rideshare there. Rideshare back. Get on the train. Head home. Stress-free. 
I love the premium seating, the drinks, the snacks, the treatment, the entire thing. I, I just love Brightline. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Quick Stops, Boca Raton, as well as Aventura. I know some people up in Jupiter, FAU season ticket holders, who are going to Brightline from the West Palm station to Boca Raton to that station every single FAU home football game. And they'll be able to, because they've got kids, all this stuff, they'll be able to to pregame on the train, get themselves to FAU Stadium for the FAU game, and then head back. Don't have to pay for parking. None of that stuff. That's just one success story. Greatness with Brightline. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com. The free Brightline app. I swear by it. I love it. It's Brightline. All right. 2007, Dolphin season. We've been talking about last time you felt truly embarrassed as a fan. Now, here's the thing. If you're a Dolphins fan, you've been embarrassed plenty between Cam Cameron 2007 and 2023. Okay? There's any number of things you could be embarrassed by. Um, But 2007 was maybe, and this is saying something, the most embarrassing season in Dolphins history. One in 15, uh, fights on team charters, uh, treating the lone win and overtime game-winning catch by Greg Camarillo, uh, treated like the Super Bowl in Week 16 of that season. Joe Rose, the Dolphins color analyst, not knowing how to pronounce Camarillo's name uh, while he was celebrating the call on Dolphins Radio. We, we love you, Joe. <laughs> he pokes fun at himself for that thing. Yeah. Um, but it all started, we should have known, when the Dolphins, they, uh, they drafted Ted Ginn, speedster out of Ohio State, despite the fact that about 99.7% of the fan base and about 99.7% of the football public thought the Dolphins were going to draft Notre Dame quarterback Brady Quinn. When Ted Ginn was selected, this was the Miami Dolphins draft party when Cam Cameron came out to address the fans who were all booing at that point mercilessly with the most embarrassing line in NFL coaching history when he looked at the fans who were all thumbs down booing him and proclaimed to them, but the thumbs need to go this direction and proceeded to point his thumb to the sky. What a loser. Here's Cam Cameron. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we had a thumb to go this direction. I mean, just listen to how he says it, too. It's so corny. So there's two things here. One, there's the wall of booze. I mean, this guy has been the coach for a couple of months. This is really his first interaction with Dolphins fans, and he is facing an onslaught. I mean, an absolute firestorm of booze right in his face. And so his first reaction is to do the corniest thing possible. Mm -hmm. The second part of that is the way he says it. Thumbs need to go. This direction. I mean, it could not have been cringier. Let's hear it one more time. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we had a thumb to go this direction. Oh, God. I mean, it's a nightmare. It also just does It doesn't sound good. Um, also, like, it's kind of gives the whole turn that frown upside down thing. Uh, <laughs> exactly it kind of reminds me of preschool. That's, a, that's the thumb version of turn yeah. that frown upside down. Yeah, which is, just doesn't hit the same. So I, I think, yeah, I, I feel bad that you endured that. This is the first time I've ever heard that. And, I mean, in hindsight, Ted Ginn was the better pick. So Dolphins fans are maybe idiots. Uh, but he also had stone hands. Uh, and then here's, here's, and you probably still could have got him in the second round. Here's... <laughs> Cam Cameron then, before the final preseason game of that dreaded 2007 season, talking about what he wanted to see from his players. And the messaging, not good. Fail forward fast, Cam Cameron. We want him to fail forward fast. I want guys going out in this game not being afraid to fail. But if you fail, fail forward. What does that mean? Well, if you're failing forward, that means you're failing, but you're learning. And then you've got to learn fast. Early in the first quarter, I want, I, want, I want some guys to go out there and fail. Fail in the first half. They, we've got to be failing at a fast rate, and we've got to be failing forward. And that's, that's kind of the theme that I'll give them tonight. Oh, God, every time I hear oh. it, I want to die. It, oh. makes, it, it legitimately makes me want to crawl in a hole and die. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh, no. I, like, I, I, I suppose the messaging, I understand it, but then when he, he's... He, 
The no. man should have never been in front of a microphone. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Because then when you start talking about, I want guys to fail. First quarter, fail. I want them to fail all first half. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what are you doing? This is an NFL coach. This ain't peewee football, bro. This is the NFL. Joey Porter's on your football team. What are you doing, man? The coaches have had some decades to workshop the quote. Now it's become, you know, if you don't know your assignment, I want you to fail at 100 miles an hour. Like, that one makes sense, yeah. and that one's easy But to nobody says, yeah, there's always the qualifier of if you're going to fail. Yeah. Cam Cameron, they, he bungled this so badly, he's oh. openly calling for his players to fail. Let's hear it one more time. <laughs> Again, the one, and there's been a lot of stupid things said in sports, but the one that makes me most want to dig a hole into the earth and then perish in that hole, Cam Cameron, fail forward fast, 2007. We want him to fail forward fast. I want guys going out in this game not being afraid to fail. But if you fail, fail forward. What does that mean? Well, if you're failing forward, that means you're failing, but you're learning. And then you've got to learn fast. Early in the first quarter, I want, I want, I want some guys to go out there and fail. Fail in the first half. <laughs> They, we've got to be failing at a fast rate. Can we just go back real quick to the Sick. first quarter? I want to fail. Well, if you're failing forward, that means you're failing, but you're learning. And then you've got to learn fast. Early in the first quarter, I want, I want, I want some guys to go out there and fail. Fail in the first half. <laughs> they, we, oh, what man. are we doing? I, I mean, want some guys to fail. Fail! I get so in... Fail! I hate that. All right, well... That's a good jumping off point for a dog bleep Monday. Ugh. What is the thing in sports you saw, read, heard, where you're like, my God, that is just dog bleep? Much like, well, everything about Cam Cameron in 2007. A dog bleep Monday. Coach Sala, could you please formally, formally introduce us to a dog bleep Monday? Um, yes, dog Thanks, Coach. Time for a dog bleep Monday. What did you see? Here, what did you learn sports-wise over the weekend that was just abject dog bleep? It's time for you to call it out. Get it off your chest. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Let's see if Tim Anderson is still tweeting. He's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I am live on ESPN 1063.